Thank you for listening to another episode of our prayer series. I'm your host, Dr. Evelyn. Today, I'll be sharing about the prayer of praise and worship. Our praise and worship is a form of prayer unto God. In this kind of prayer, you should not be asking God for anything. It is about acknowledging His goodness, His greatness, magnifying and glorifying Him. I will share briefly five principles that will help you as you praise and worship the Lord. Principle number one, the heart of worship is all about the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit enables us to give all of our praise and all of our worship unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Principle number two, praise and worship is an integral part of our service or of our fellowshipping with the Father. It is not a time to feel good or shake off any dullness that we may be experiencing whilst we wait for the word of God to be preached. It is not an item on the program for us to just go through the motions. When we are dancing or singing unto the Lord, it should be unto the Lord. We see in 2 Samuel how the king David danced before God when the ark was being brought to the city of David. He danced to the extent that the Bible says his wife despised him and even rebuked him. But he responded and said, all that I was doing was unto the Lord. I wasn't trying to impress anybody. And that is what our attitude should be when we come into our services or in your private devotion, and you are dancing, it should be unto the Lord. The third principle is that it is our time to bring back to God our gratitude for all that he has done. So through the songs that we sing, the hymns, the spiritual songs, we sing and speak our words unto God in gratitude. And the Bible describes it as the fruits of our lips. Just as you bring your first fruits in the form of your tithes and offering, our praise, our worship is the fruit of our lips that we bring to God after he's been so good unto us in all things. The fourth principle that you must bear in mind when you come to God in praise and in worship is that your attention and focus should be on the Lord Jesus and the Father as the Spirit of God inspires you to give your heartfelt worship and praise. Many times you see in services, people are distracted when praise and worship is going on. Sometimes even some people have the audacity to be talking to each other whilst it is praise and it is worship. 
even in our natural realm, there are protocol. When you go to see the president of the United States, you cannot just be doing your own thing. You have to follow protocol. How much more the king of kings and the lord of lords. The, the fourth principle that I want to also um, share with you is that the songs that we choose should glorify and praise God. This is actually the faith principle. The songs we choose should glorify and praise God. And this goes especially to praise and worship leaders who are responsible for um, choosing the songs that we sing at church. Please take time to pick songs that worship, um, that speak of the greatness of God, that speaks of his goodness, that speaks of his mercies. Don't just choose anything because it's, it's, it, it will make the congregation feel good. Worship is about God and, and it's not about us. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. In a brief moment, I will show you some examples from the scriptures about how people um, praised and worshiped God and the results. And I believe this will help boost your faith and your confidence to take up that um, key of coming to God always with praise and worship. Or when you are in church and praise and worship is going on, you'll be able to do it with meaning. The first example that I will share, we find it in Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 13, the story is told that there were certain prophets and teachers who were worshiping the Lord and fasting. And whilst they are doing that, as part of this team, we find Paul, um, who later was um, earlier referred to as Saul. Saul was part of that team. Barnabas was present and some others. But the Bible says that as these prophets and teachers worshipped the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have for them, the work that I have called them to. We see in this passage of scripture that that is where the missionary journey of Saul, who later became Paul, began. As a result of their waiting on God and worshiping and praising God, the Holy Spirit also spoke back to them and gave them directions for their lives. You and I know that the Apostle Paul eventually wrote more than half of the New Testament. Paul was a worshiper. He had a lifestyle of praise and worship. And he didn't just worship God in good times. Because we see in Acts chapter 17 that when he was thrown into prison with Silas, in the city of Philippi, the Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises. They sang hymns 
unto God. And they were so loud because the Bible said the prisoners heard them. So Paul was a worshiper. And if we are yearning to see the same results that they um, got, we must be worshippers too. And we also see that in this passage, as they ministered to the Lord, a great deliverance happened. The Bible says that whilst they were praising God, there was a great earthquake and all the prison doors were opened. Revival broke loose in the prison house and all the prisoners had their chains broken off. They could run away if they, they chose to. This revival and great um, event that happened led to the conversion of the jailer of the prison and his entire household. And then later on in the day, if you read the story, Paul and Silas were released to go. They praised God when in their good times, but they, in this particular instance, they were praising God even in their pain. When their feet were in chains, they still found time to praise God. Another example of praise and worship that we will see, I'll take this one from the Old Testament. We see in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the story is told about the Israelites where three armies had joined forces to attack the Israelites and they were so desperate. So the Bible says that they went to God in prayer. The whole nation, they were fasting and praying and seeking God. And whilst they were doing that, the Bible says that God gave them the strategy for engagement. So the people, King Jehoshaphat, decided that on the day of battle, the singers will be in front of the soldiers. This is not a battle strategy that maybe when you talk to Pentagon, they would say that's, that's the um, wise thing to do. Singers in front of soldiers, what are you talking about? But this shows you the power of praise and worship. The Bible says that the singers were in front and they were singing, they were dancing. And all that they were saying was that praise the Lord for his good and his mercies endured forever. And as they kept marching and doing that and singing, the Bible says that all of a sudden, the army, the enemy forces started fighting among themselves. The Israelites hadn't even gotten into the battlefield, but they started fighting. Each one was killing the other until they killed all of themselves to death. So when the Israelites got to the watchtower, that they were looking out to see maybe how they've positioned themselves so they would know how to attack. To their amazement, what they saw were dead bodies everywhere. All the enemy forces from three nations with swords and javelins and different weapons of war, all of them had been killed. So what they did was to just go in and gather the booty. The Bible says that it took them three solid days to gather all the riches and the things that these enemy forces had come down to battle 
with. My dear friend, if we will want to experience the same results as what, as what we have read from the scriptures, we must do exactly what they are doing. Somebody will say that, oh, that was the good old days when God was so close to humanity so they could experience some of these things. But I don't think that in these modern times, we will see the same things. I'm here to let you know that these things happen in our day and in our time. I remember very well one church that my husband was one of the founding pastors way back in Ghana, West Africa. When that church started, one of the significant things that we will always do when we assembled was to praise and worship God. The whole bunch of us, that time about 20 or less, we will constantly lift up our hands because we felt led by God to do that. And sometimes the entire service is a worship service. There is no preaching, nothing. And I recall one um, particular camp meeting. That day, the whole congregation, we had our hands lifted up and we were singing the song, Majesty. We worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all the glory and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flows from his throne unto his own. His anthem we raise. We exalt, we lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come, glorify. King Jesus the King, majesty. These were the words of the song that we were singing and we sang it over and over again. My dear friend, I was an eyewitness. The, the presence of God filled that room in such a way that a lot of people could not even stand on their feet to worship. I myself, I found myself falling under the power of the Holy Spirit and I was on the floor. You are trying to raise yourself up, but the power of God is so great in the place that you cannot even lift yourself up from the ground. Then all of a sudden, it, I, I felt like you are, um, it feels like when you are outside and it's raining, we were inside an auditorium. We were not under a tent or in the open. We were in an auditorium a beautiful university campus auditorium. But I'm telling you, I felt rain falling in that room. All over my body, I could feel the intense rain all over my body. I became so emotional and then I started speaking out, it is raining in the room. It is raining in the room. It is raining in the room. My dear friend, this experience let us know because rain, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And God sent down at such an outpouring that I could literally feel it. Even though it was happening in the spirit, it pleased the Lord that I would feel it physically. But I wasn't getting wet. But I was feeling just like when you are soaked in the rain. 
And I'm telling you, that small church, that a lot of people didn't even give it the time of day, went on to become one of the largest single churches in Ghana and now has branches all over the world, making impact both spirit in the spiritual um, kingdom of God and in the physical arena. It has a university that trains and sends um, professionals all over the world. I have witnessed the effect and the results if you will only set time apart and praise and worship God. God is still in the business of visiting his people. And the Bible says that he inhabits the praise of his people. If we want to experience the same results as the people in the Old Testament and as the early church experienced and the experience that I have just talked about, we must do what they did. We must set time apart in our personal lives, as families, and as a church to praise and worship God. And if we would do these things, we would know that God is the God of all flesh. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, we have learned about the prayer of praise and worship and the five principles governing it. Principle number one, the core or center of praise and worship is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Number two, praise and worship is not just filling in the gap before the word is preached. It is an integral part of the service. Number three, through songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, we offer the fruits of our lips unto God. Principle number four, our focus and attention must be on God. Principle number five, the songs and the words that we sing must be about praise and worship to God. Thank you for listening. Don't miss the next episode. I'll be talking about united prayer, corporate praying. The Bible says that one will put a thousand to flight, but two, We'll put 10,000. How about three or more? Tune in next week um, to find the answer to that. Subscribe to our channel. Share the message with your friends. Please like us on Facebook. And if you need someone to pray with you, join us on our prayer conference line. The details is on our Facebook page. Stay blessed. Thank you.